Hello, everyone, and welcome to Showhoppers. Today we are covering Ozark Season 1, Episode 4. Tonight, we improvise. I am Mr. Sal, a high school science teacher here with one of my former students, Kurt. Kurt, hello. Hi, everyone. I'm Kurt. Kurt is the recurring... No, he's the actual co-host of this podcast. I think that joke has run its course, by the way. Okay, okay fair enough. I'm, I'm, I'm proud to be promoted to co-host. My first <laughs> act of duty, Mr. Sal, I'm going to have to demote you down to a recurring host from co-host. With the power invested in me. No! So that's the... That's the if you want to kill that joke, I'll keep it going. Now you're the recurring host. <laughs> Okay, now this is so we have both seen Ozark. Kurt has seen some of Ozark multiple times, some of Ozark just once. I have seen the whole thing through once. This is my second watch through. We both love it. And we, in the beginning, are going to try to guess each other's ratings on this episode. Uh, before we do that, I will uh, warn people that at the end of the episode, we will have spoilers for future episodes of Ozark. We will limit. Uh, our conversation on this episode before that warning we will limit this conversation to spoiler free banter how's that sound kurt i can't wait i'm excited yes yes but at the end we will give you the warning and let me tell you folks you're going to want to tune out if you haven't seen anything past this episode okay okay I understand. yeah wonderful I'm glad you understand, but it doesn't really apply to you, does it? So. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, Kurt, let's see. I have to tell you, I, it's it's really hard for me to guess your ratings on Ozark because I, you know, it's I basically think it's everything's going to be eight, nine, or ten for. They for are Ozark. random. I do randomly <laughs> score them for Ozark. Oh yeah. I mean, the other thing about Ozark, I don't know if you found this. I find it very difficult to distinguish between episodes. Sometimes, yeah. I, well, I, I can't tell which events happen where. Yeah. Some of them, chronologic, like, chronologically doesn't matter, or it's just, I don't know which episode they happen in, per se. Yeah, that, that, that's the same for me. Uh, and I think, I really think that's a function of, this is a Netflix original series, it's meant to be consumed in, you know, a couple, three sittings. Yeah, yeah. You know, but here we are trying to do it week to week, and I still am having trouble keeping these episodes straight. <laughs> like, even when I went to give my rating for this episode, I was just thinking, I mean, I, I watched it, I gave it a rating, but I was thinking about it again today, and I was like, hmm, this was, an, this was that one with, with the Bobcats, right? Where, where Ruth locks them in with the Bobcats, and I'm like, no, wait a minute, that was last episode. They, they all blend together, and I think that's just... Of the that's the binge function of netflix original series which i'm not it's not a criticism it's just an observation how do you feel about how do you feel about binging series love it i mean you're you're the binge generation you don't watch anything yeah. week to week i i i i prefer to binge things normally this is my yeah. unless i'm watching it in real time you know like it's yeah. releasing that i yeah of course i watch it week to week but right which actually, right. i had to do a lot more recently because um Last week, like, uh, I, I watched The Mandalorian. They released that week to week. This on Disney Plus does it. Mm -hmm. uh, I know they're releasing a new series. Uh, some sitcom with the, the Vision. Some other Marvel superhero I know you don't care about. And I'm pretty sure that's week to week, Oh, week WandaVision. WandaVision, yeah. And I, I'm probably yeah. going to watch that uh, as well. And I'm, it's Disney Plus, so it's probably also week to week. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, a lot of 
pick up some like, better console now so that's week. So. Yeah. I haven't been binging as much as I used to. Yeah. But, uh, I I love like... watching series week to week. I love giving episodes time to breathe. Think about them. Talk about them on the podcast. I love it. Yeah, but what if you enjoyed uh, the episode? Well, let me say, I if you eat a cookie, yeah. do you eat just one cookie? No. Can I rest my case? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I will tell you this. Lost season two, I, I am so frustrated by having to watch it week to week. Oh yeah, that is oh man. Lost is probably one of the most I that might be the most binge I've binged like a TV series before. Like I watched a lot of Lost in like a few not even a few weeks. I think like I finished season one in about a yeah. week. It was like insane. Yeah, I, and I, honestly, I didn't feel that way during season one. Season one, I was like, yeah, all right, okay, I'll take a week and then I'll come back to it. The, season two, every episode ends and I'm like, I can't believe I can't watch this other one <laughs> until I talk to Kurt about this one. So you're holding me back, Kurt. Lost as that way. But no, I, I enjoy <laughs> binging TV series. I enjoy eating more than one cookie at once. I enjoy mm-hmm. watching more than an episode at once. Now, I don't eat all the cookies at once. That'd be a monster, you know. I'd be a monster, yeah. but maybe we'll eat a third of the cookies here, a third the next day, and the final third the day after that. So, Gotcha. Well, uh, all I can say is that this show was made to be binged, and I think that uh, it definitely plays differently than uh, something that's, that's made to be watched one episode per week. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and I feel that. So let's see. As far as your rating goes... I feel like this was the most Marty heavy episode since episode one. And I know you like your Marty. So I think this may have been your favorite episode of the season so far, but probably not a 10. So I'd say you give this a nine and it's your favorite episode of the season so far. Is that your prognosis? That's my prognosis. Is that what that word means, right? That he's that right? Yep. Wonderful. I mean, I yeah, I guess so. Yeah, just just in a different. Obviously, this isn't like yep. a medical thing, but yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, you you may or may not be spot on. <laughs> I'm uh, okay. <laughs> uh, that narr- that narrows it down. You were, you, you, you were spot on. I'll give you that. You, you got <laughs> Yay! Me, you, got, you got me spot on. It probably it probably is. Uh, well, I will say I don't know if it's my favorite episode yet. I'm I'm still wavering uh-huh. on that. It's either between this and uh, was it on Blue Cat second episode? Yeah. Between one of those two, I think it's going to be this one. Okay. Uh, but for you, you, Mr. Sal, I want to say same. Mm-hmm. I want to say that you kind of, uh, what was that? I don't know. I think you put your beliefs into me there. You think I, you know, I think the exact same oh. for you. I think, even though I don't think you like Marty as much as I do. We got to see some Jacob and Darlene mm. and that a henchman, whatever his name is. Uh, a bit more of Bobby Dean. I know. I I know you love Bobby Dean. He might be your favorite. That I, I is think, not true. I think I think he <laughs> views all the characteristics you see that you think we need more in this world. <laughs> Definitely a joke, by the way. <laughs> Please God, no. <laughs> um, I'll I'll say, I'll say you gave it a nine as well. I did give it a nine. Yes. But is it your favorite episode? It's not my favorite episode. Uh, I still prefer my dripping sleep last week's episode to this one. Um. 
Well, uh, and and I, you know, I've I've talked about this before. Uh, the more Ruth there is, the more I like the episode, and there's just more Ruth in my dripping sleep than there. <laughs> That sentence does not sound right. <laughs> There's more Ruth in my dripping sleep. Well, so it's just saying my dripping sleep in general does not sound right. Like if you say that You're followed right. or after anything, it's a very weird sentence that can be taken it's out of context. True. It's it's true. Uh, well, there's more Ruth in the previous episode than there is in this one. Uh, although you do get Jacob and Darlene, and I do love Jacob and Darlene. I shouldn't say that. Darlene creeps me out to no end. <laughs> No, I love Jacob and Darlene. J- Jacob is like, ah, oh, love Jacob. Darlene, uh, I love her uh, in the context of, I don't know. She makes Jacob I guess, happy. She, <laughs> no, that's not why. I, I, I love, I love the two of them together. I'll say that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I love, I love Jacob and Darlene together, but. Um, Darlene individually creeps me the hell out. <laughs> Some of the parts could be less than the whole, you know? Yep. Yep. But, uh, and this is a great Jacob and Darlene scene at the end here. Uh, but I still prefer my dripping sleep to tonight we improvise. By the way, I've, I had forgotten how, I don't know, periphery? That's not the right word. It's the first one that comes to mind. Uh, how difficult it is to analyze the titles of ozark episodes yeah i mean there, there's, there's nothing not on the nose yeah there's not there's not anything on the nose sugarwood was on the nose blue cat was on the nose but now we're into like my dripping sleep and tonight we improvise really and it's not i mean improvises on the nose i don't well i what? there's one thinking what? i have of it i don't really know any other thinkings all right explain it to me now, maybe you could go, so, I mean, I think the clear-cut one is Marty helping Ruth get the safe out with the chain. That was okay, night, and they improvised, because that was not the plan. And it felt like Ruth's plan was a lot of off-the-cuff stuff. You know, she kind of mm-hmm. improvised, got the distraction, and just went in with whatever. You know, she didn't know how she was going to open up the safe when she went in there. And she said she couldn't even, so that that's the bank thing. I, I mean, I guess you could stretch that out to, like, Dell's phone call, maybe... But hmm. maybe like Wendy Marty's chit chat. I don't know, but that's that's how I took it as just like that safe scene that we improvise. Okay, yeah, I guess that's probably as close as it gets. Uh, but I would agree, it's not as spot on as like the blue cat, if you would. Right, <laughs> or what Kate did. Yeah, what Kate did in the last series. <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 interesting because I know sometimes we criticize. Uh, I guess particularly lost when they say the name of the episode. Like I'm thinking of White Rabbit, and how disappointed we were that that they said White Rabbit within the episode White Rabbit. Yeah. Uh, th- I don't think that's really usually going to happen in Ozark. No, no, I don't think they so, stuff like that. Yeah. All right, so we both gave this a nine. It's your favorite episode, maybe your favorite maybe. episode of the I'm season, not, maybe second. Gonna, yeah, I'm not, it's one, two, it's, one or two. Okay, it's my number two of the season, so we're 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 both digging this episode. Uh, symbols. Symbols are pretty. I've good. got, yeah, I've got the I've got the safe with the chain as the Z. We've got the 
uh, needle and spoon with the, which was the uh, which was the A, and that one is probably the most. Uh, again, I'm can't I'm struggling to find the right word. I guess the the most uh, the biggest stretch I think of what we actually see in the episode. Yeah, we'll say of what we see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I, mean, I think we, you go as far to say that it's kind of informative. I I think you're right. Like that's I, what I took it as. I was like, oh, okay, so this gives me some information. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Because, I mean, most people recognize a needle with a spoon as a heroin injection, right? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, the, the people will heat the heroin up in, in the spoon and then, uh, what do you call that? <laughs> Prime the needle. Prime the needle. There you go. <laughs> with the heroin from the spoon and then inject it so uh the only needle i think that we saw in this episode was the one that bobby dean got in the neck at the end of the episode right yeah darlene's weapon of choice yep and so Which, i think by, that by the way i i have to ask uh, maybe you know maybe you don't right is is that accurate to what would happen if like you got a ton of heroin put in you would you od that quickly uh, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I'm no heroin expert, but I, I would guess that if you got enough fast enough in the right spot, then probably that would happen. I mean, people who shoot up heroin are not usually shooting it into their neck. <laughs> Fair <enough>. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Just gave me like a very weird image. <laughs> well, Bobby Dean got that image. I mean, I mean, listen, if Darlene missed, right? Like, if she didn't hit a vein or artery or anything, mm-hmm. I mean, Bobby Dean's quite the built individual. He is enormous. Like, like that is a scary miss. <laughs> it is. That scene where he's in the, the, whatever the visitation room is with Marty. Yeah. It's like he, oh, he just dwarfs Marty. Like, um, Marty's, that take, what Marty did takes guts to say that to this guy. Holy cow. Yeah. Like, he's, but yeah, that aside. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the R is an axe and a log, which, of course, Jacob was cutting, uh, chopping wood. Uh, when we first see him, that, that I K- felt was not that. Sometimes that, when I look at these signals, like symbols, I'm like, it's not really that significant, though. Yeah, like chopping wood. No, I, I, I mean this, and that, 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 that happens quite a bit with these symbols. Yeah, or the symbols are are just they're not really that significant. In fact, I wondered when I saw this, I was like, did they just come up with the symbol and they they just inserted him chopping wood into the actual oh my <laughs> episode so that they could have it fit the symbol. I, I doubt it, but maybe. Maybe for later seasons they thought that far ahead. I wonder for season one if they did. Like, I don't you know. know. When, when they came up with this concept of the symbols in the beginning. Uh, yeah. You know, whether that was before or after filming. But definitely for the later seasons, I could totally... I would 100% believe that for certain things. That's like... <laughs> send the symbols, man. I'm at, listen, I don't have to think of these symbols, but... Yeah. I don't like that symbol. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's not the best. And then uh, the fly fishing is the k which that one's good i like that one that's fine i like that yeah 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 all of these are I'm, uh, I'm okay with except for the wood in terms of a plot like necessity yeah i mean you know value and importance to the plot yes yeah but believe right. it or not the plot would be the exact same if we didn't have the wood cutting scene <laughs> <Just> that, oh, <laughs> exactly <I hate> <laughs> exactly yep 
That's so. right. So that's and and I like I say that it would not surprise me at all if they just inserted that to match the symbol. I'm gonna think about that now every time we see like a what I, what I deem to be a kind of like just placeholder symbol. How yeah. how neat was that scene? But yeah, okay, yeah. okay, pictures. At least, these were pretty easy to spot, at least compared to like what was it like episode one? Yeah, was, episode one. That was easily the hardest one so far. Yeah, these. Also pretty self-explanatory, so yeah. that's good. Yeah. All right, so, but that, there is a cold open before we even get to the symbols. It's Marty giving us a little lesson on money laundering 101. First, you, you got to scuff up the money, you run it through the dryer, you make it look like it's not brand new again. Um, you have to mix it with money from a cash business. You got to deposit it overseas, and then you have legitimate money. And we see Dell withdrawing his newly legitimate money wonderful and i i you know what i really do enjoy how they how they do this with these opening monologues that marty gives where they they have you thinking this is just some omniscient narrator giving you a voiceover but it's actually built into the story somewhere that you just haven't seen it yet they, they did this in episode one as well where they have him giving this dissertation on money and what it means and then we we think that he's preaching to us but actually no he's talking to clients and in this situation again we think that he's teaching us how to launder money but no actually we come to find out at the end that he's teaching jonah how to launder money mm -hmm. yeah i love that too it's, oh yeah it's, you know they're they're kind of setting the boundary no one in this episode we, we don't we never get the i guess we have the omniscient point of view of camera but we never get to hear characters thoughts and that's a different thing in a series like um yep. big on, dexter's a big one right we hear dexter's thoughts you, you hear him oh yeah big on dexter there so on and so forth you hear what he's thinking this is not the case with marty we never hear what he's thinking ever and that's fine no nope. right? and never yep. neither you know even when other characters become more important like a uh, wendy and so on and so forth we don't hear her thoughts or anyone's thoughts at all you know their actions and what they say and yeah yep but yeah it's, yep. it's a good way to I guess get around it, and I respect it. And I like it. I love the narrations when he gives them in the beginning. Absolutely, it's really cool. It's really cool. Uh, so yeah, so so that's the whole cold open before the symbols, and then we're on to Marty meeting. Uh, I guess her name is Margaret, who's the stripper who gave him a lap dance at the end of the last episode. Meets her at a diner, and he just all he wants to see is her pay stub. That's the information that he wants from her. And he notices that the pay stub has no company name on it, just a number. And you know, she, she she expects that he wants some sort of intercourse with her. And he's like, no, we're good, and takes off. <laughs> so yeah. for Marty. Got Anything you wanna, yeah, uh, yeah. He's he's very he's all business. Yeah, yeah he's so yeah. So anything you want to add about that scene? No, no, I just you know excited to see what marty's gonna do and obviously he's plotting yeah. something here right you know, that's that's exciting oh yeah absolutely and and i i do like this too because we get like a piece of his plot but we have no idea where this is going and honestly like i don't know that there's any chance that we have of ever figuring out where he's going with this plot until he lays it out for us i mean yeah unless maybe i i don't like obviously I, neither of us are well knowledge enough yeah. in business not a law or whatever have you that this unnamed pay stub, if that's enough in and itself to know, or, you know, that this company has no name on it or whatever, mm -hmm. or at least no one owns the company by name. I, I don't know, but yeah, I, I, 
It's, yeah. It, it's like those, like, detective movies where you don't get to solve it before the main character does or anything. Like, you solve it yep. when they solve it. Or in this case, Marty's already solved it and he's letting us know. Yeah, exactly. Let me let some Bobby Dean know. So. Yeah. Now, I had a thought here, although I'm, I'm sure that I'm completely wrong. But I had a thought here that this Margaret, she looked a lot like the prostitute that he was fantasizing about in episode one, I think. But maybe I'm misremembering her. But, as, but when, I saw, when I saw Margaret, I was like, oh, that's the prostitute from episode one. How is that possible? Oh, I never thought about that. I have no clue. I don't remember what she lo- the prostitute from episode one looks like. Neither do I. <laughs> I didn't think of that when I saw her, so I was like, that, that didn't cross my mind. So I don't, I don't know how. She didn't look alike enough for me, but also I, I don't remember like her hair color or anything. I could not spot the prostitute in the crowd. I think if you, if you put her in a line, it had me uh, try to point her out. I don't think I could do so. So. Yeah, I probably couldn't either. <laughs> But, yeah, I, you know what? I think, actually, she was blonde. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm completely wrong about this. But, anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, Marty's back home, and it turns out that their Chicago house sold for $40,000 above ask, asking price. That sounds nice. Well, like, I wonder if he just asked a really low asking price compared to the value, and a lot of people wanted it in you know it became a the buyer's market no seller's market sorry yeah yeah that's a seller's market for sure yeah but with that money wendy wants to put that money in her name and invest it she thinks that you know if something happens if all the assets are in marty's name they're all going to get frozen or seized or whatever so she thinks let's put it in my name marty shoots that down immediately never going to happen he says uh, why not do you think well first of all listen I, and when he says it herself i know there's not a lot of trust here in some capacity yeah. she says that and i think that's probably reason number one marty doesn't trust mm-hmm. wendy I think that's that's the biggest reason, you know, we remember earlier in episode one when Wendy tried to take what was in there, I think checkings and savings? Maybe just checking Yeah, trade. like the, yeah, it was like thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, tried taking it out, afraid of mm-hmm. it freezing and so on and so forth. So Marty does not trust her. Uh and another thing, obviously I don't know the law in any capacity, but I always I, I feel like if Marty got seized on, like Wendy's finances are also gonna be like if they're married, right? Yeah, they are. Yeah, that's a good. It's a good point. Like, I listen. I, I this might be from just seeing TV shows and stuff, but isn't it like when, especially if I know this is money, drug dealing, but don't they like take anything if they thought you gained it, like the money through illegal means? But I don't. I don't know if money laundering. You know, if they would go well, we think this house is you know bought with this illegal money that was bought. Blah blah blah. So on and so forth. Um, well, see, that that's interesting though because that I mean the money is legal it, though. But, yeah, they clearly sold that house legally, you know, and, and I mean, but maybe they can keep... pin back, maybe they can pin back all that money back to the cartel, like, because maybe the yeah, money he was about, you know, I I don't like, like maybe they pin it all back, because yeah, I know he withdrew withdrew that eight or so million dollars from his mm-hmm. like life's basically work, but yep, yeah, I mean maybe they pin it like that eight million, most of your money from your life's work is from the Navarro cartel, and. So we're seizing all your assets. So, but huh? I, I, don't, I just don't think it's safe. I don't think my my cursory thought is I don't think it's safe or under Wendy's name. 
been married. Like, I don't I don't know if it's any safer under her name versus Marty's. No? But that okay, might be the well, case. About... I, I don't know the law. Like, that's like, just because they're married. You know I mean, if they weren't what married, about... I'd agree to that. But All right, what about if we forget about the law and we just think about the cartel? Like, oh, the, the cartel, cartel kills Marty. Wendy's oh. left with nothing. No, yeah, that's that's definitely something. Well, I guess, yeah. I guess my question would be, does Marty own the businesses in his name when they kill him? Because if that's the case, then wouldn't Wendy get the businesses? Unless he, like, left a will for the cartel? Well, I mean, he, she might... Okay, so let's say he owns the blue cat. She might get the blue cat. Huh. But, I mean, I'm not sure how much good that's doing you without the laundering. Yeah, yeah. I just... I feel like she would get the house either way then, right? Hmm. I see what you I see Well, what I don't know. If, well, it, I didn't if think that money... The cartel, though. That's true. Yeah, yeah. if that money all gets pulled together for the Navarros or whatever, then... Uh, the Navarro's the name of the cartel, by the way. Uh, so if, if that money all gets pulled together, I think maybe Wendy's worried that she and the kids are left with nothing if Marty dies. But I also think that, you know... I think there's some validity in this. And I think that uh, Wendy is not out of line saying this. I mean, there are couples that keep their finances separate. And I think there are probably ways to do that. But I, I believe there's some ways to do it as well. But I don't think buying this house is the answer, right? Like, I don't oh, think I'm not talking about the stream of income. But I do, th- I do believe that there should be some diversification. Like, maybe Marty mm-hmm. gives Wendy some money to hide out. Like, maybe, I don't know, like 100 mm-hmm. Something to hide in case something happens to him that she'll have enough to do what is needed, whatever, you know, to at least care for the kids or get away or whatever right. it is. Yeah, I agree Yeah, with I mean, I, I, w- I would probably put some in Jonah's name and some in Charlotte's name as well. You know, I might not tell them about it, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I might put some in their names as well so that there's something for each of them if something happens. So mm-hmm. anyway, uh, just just a thought. But I, I, I totally get why Marty doesn't trust Wendy. Uh, but I also understand why Wendy feels like this is the prudent thing to do. Yeah, I understand. I, I totally understand Wendy's viewpoint. I don't think this is the best way to diversify it. Like, Wendy should not try to launder the money herself. Mm-hmm. I feel like because I, I, she doesn't seem to have the knowledge behind on how to do it. She's just mm-hmm. kind of going like, oh, yeah, we'll buy the house. We can fix it up. And at the end, she kind of well, goes, you know. She, she's not at that point yet in the oh, episode. Oh, okay. yeah, but, yeah, later. She's, but later, yeah, yeah. Uh, so she's not skilled in money laundering, so I won't worry about trying to, like, use the money to launder it. But I do completely agree that she should have some sort of backup plan in case something happens to Marty. Like, that's true. Marty should yeah. help out with that in some capacity. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, um, the next day, Jonah is on the deck watching the vultures, uh, and then he goes and talks to Buddy. Uh, he and Buddy have a... a gripping conversation about death you know jonah tries buddy's oxygen says it's cold so it's just, it's just interesting seeing these two interact you know it's the oldest person in the house and the youngest person in the house and this is like the only person that buddy's really interacted with since the birds moved in would you interact with buddy oh yeah we've been over this oh yeah for sure no, but buddy's a jerk the guy. To you. imagine he's just a jerk to you though yeah, I don't know. I probably still keep trying. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Anything else you want to say about this scene? Nah, it's, it's, I guess self-explanatory. It's nice to see them. Yep. Buddy, buddy. Yeah, exactly. So this is where uh, 
Wendy gets the idea for what to do with the money. She's she's putting up signs for Sam Dermody's open house, and she notices this uh, half-built house or whatever it is. Um, and she, and you can see her hatch an idea. Uh, we don't know what the idea is. In fact, I thought she was looking at the motorboats and thinking, mm-hmm. what is she? What is she thinking about motorboats for? But I had forgotten that she's thinking about this half-built space. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marty at the Blue Cat. That this is interesting. He's having this conversation completely in Spanish, which I don't know that I would do out in public <laughs> if I were him. Yeah, I see what you mean because it, 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 if questions come down, if you're working with the cartel, it's like I did see him speaking Spanish. Exactly. Well, and, and you don't know who speaks Spanish. I mean, I, Rachel did recognize some of the words. Like, I don't know how, how much Spanish she speaks, but she knew some of the words and she knew she was speaking Spanish. She said something about the lawyer, right? So uh, this is, I think this is ill-advised on Marty's part. I think that he, you take this call in your office and you stay there. Maybe he's just flexing. <laughs> he's flexing. Oh, maybe. He maybe he's but you know he's he's like none of these people can speak Spanish. I bet none of these people. Marty's even go as far as say I bet none of these people can even see a Spanish person. I'm going to talk Spanish in front of them just to flex on how I'm bilingual-ish. He's not fluent. I guess. Oh no, he seems fluent enough, but you know it's not perfect Spanish. But no, well, I mean that's that's that turns out not to be the point of the scene, which is. I, I was a little shocked because I thought this is pretty big. This is a pretty big deal. But the point of the scene, it turns out, is that he, he's going to give Charlotte a hard time because some of the guys at the Blue Cat are kind of catcalling her. Uh, and he goes out and says, you know, can you put on a, a what does he say, a parka? or oh, it's, um, A windbreaker. Yes, a windbreaker. windbreaker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> parka. Yeah, Parker. <laughs> it's 92 degrees, <laughs> but uh, he wants her to cover up a little bit because of all the cat calls she's getting. Um, and, you know, Charlotte is not very receptive at all to that, uh, which I don't know. I'm, I don't have any daughters, but I can I, I can't imagine how to how I would handle that situation if I were Marty, because, you know, that if you do what Marty does, like that's not going to go over well. Just going to push back. Yeah, that is a, that is a lose lose situation that I would have yeah. been part of. That is, yeah. But if you know that if you don't say anything, you know if these guys are going to uh, keep catcalling her. Although uh, you know he eventually I think comes around and does the right thing, which is to address the catcallers, not Charlotte. Yeah. So anyway, so. Uh, he gets into a conversation with Rachel about, uh, you know, Rachel mentions that, asks Marty about his Spanish, but then they also get into a conversation about baseball with the Cardinals and the Cubs. Uh, uh, Marty being from Chicago as a Cubs fan, Rachel being from Missouri as a St. Louis Cardinals fan, and they put some money on the big game and they go inside. Well, when Rachel gets in there, she notices ruth kind of casing out a family and texting someone like she's just staring this family down and you're left wondering like what is she doing i mean i, can, <laughs> I know what she's texting it's pretty oh she's like happy family here can't wait we should eat here as well you know it's, everyone seems to have a great time here at the blue black cat lodge uh, i'll text you guys some more oh. later 
okay i thought you know maybe she was like the social media uh portion of the blue cat <laughs> oh yeah do the post like come on down to the blue cat family yeah, like, we're both for a great individual time and also for a respectful respectful family time exactly exactly but no that is not what's going on here uh and rachel calls her out on it uh rachel says that that there was a, a family i think that the o'connors or something uh they came in for brunch and when they got home their tv was missing jewelry was missing stereo equipment was missing and she's blaming ruth for that she's accusing her of texting the other langmores you know hey the o'connors are here right now so go you know go break into their place and take what you can get because they're not home so which is interesting bit outlandish thing to accuse her of but okay yeah uh Marty takes a call from Dell again out in broad daylight, out in public, not in his office. Again, I am going to my office if I get a call from Dell, but he doesn't. Uh, and Dell's checking in and giving him a hard time. And, you know, he says, I don't know, remember how much money he says he's gotten, but not nearly enough for yeah, his liking. Not even a million yet, is what he says. Right, right. Now, we don't know how long it's been here. Yeah, but it hasn't been too long, it feels like. No, it doesn't seem like it. So, um, But long enough for Dell to expect a million, and he hasn't gotten it yet. And he says to Marty, I used to trust you, and now I don't. So there's this trouble going on with Dell. This is not moving fast enough for him. Although it is moving. He is withdrawing money. He is seeing money coming in, but not fast enough for his liking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Back in the blue cat, he he pulls Ruth aside uh, into his office and says that he needs her to rob the safe at the strip club at the Lickety Split. Uh, They have a bit of a negotiation. Ruth wants 80% of what's in the safe because it's her risk. Uh, Marty says, no, you know, they, they go back and forth for a bit and they'll eventually land on Ruth keeping 25% of the contents of the safe. I don't even know uh, why they negotiate so much on the safe. At least Marty does. Oh, because that's a that's all a show. He knows yeah. that he's he's not looking for money. The money's not within the safe. Exactly, the yeah. Part. He doesn't even care about the money. Mm-hmm. Marty's just negotiating, but yeah. Good for Marty. Good old negotiation. But how, but if he doesn't negotiate and he just gives Ruth 80%, then Ruth also kind of can probably surmise that there's no money in that safe. Yeah, or like, no or way. he has some ulterior motives. Right, but she's she's banking on a payoff from the safe, yeah. right? And if Marty's willing to give her eighty percent of it, then she knows there's no payoff in there. Yeah, and she's and she's just doing this as a favor for Marty. So I think Marty plays this the right way, and and. Oh, he I does. Totally... He does. I just, I just oh, love yeah. that. Yeah. No one's uh, better and... to pay less than more. You can argue that. Oh, for sure. For sure. But, uh, you know, he... And I and I see Ruth's point of view, too. Like, this is, this is going to suck for me. I don't want to do this. Yeah. Uh, and so what's in it for me? So she's, she's going to get hers, too. Mm-hmm. But you can see... This, by the way, I'm pretty sure... 
didn't Rachel just tell Marty what Ruth was doing well, with the texting? She, she just called, yeah, or I think she just called her, I think she was confronted Ruth about it, and Marty could hear her confronting, like, he walked in, in the kitchen and heard them, you know, like, yeah. this, like, argument, and then as she walked out, she called Ruth a thief to Marty, so... Yeah, basically Marty heard. Yeah, he knows. Yeah, but he doesn't even mention it. No, <laughs> like, no, no. Like it's it is so unimportant to Marty what else Ruth does, and I love that because like you can see like these two actually kind of need each other, mm-hmm. and it's it's interesting to watch. But anyway, uh, I don't want to get too spoilery there. But you know, the, the, there's definitely. Uh, symbiotic relationship here mm-hmm. they're, they're both benefiting all right back in the creepy motel room creepy petty looks up ruth on the fbi database and also finds you know her list of accomplices one of whom is russ and i didn't really catch anything on russ's rap sheet here me either they just show that he i think he you know he's done time yeah and i don't know why Petty chooses to target Russ instead of Boyd. But I wonder if something on his rap sheet that pointed him at Russ. Yeah. I wonder I wonder if he went to prison for uh, illegal fishing. Oh <laughs> fishing without a license. Fishing without a license. Too many times, you know, Russ. Too many times. Illegal possession and sale of fireworks. <laughs> illegal possession of exotic pets. Well. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, um, we get to see this disgusting interview that Ruth has with Bobby Dean, where, you know, Bobby Dean basically, uh, you know, is not about, eva- he's just evaluating her body uh, and then tells her to close the door and go down on him. Uh, doesn't go very far because once Ruth locates the safe and knows where it is. She has an idea of how to handle it, and she just punches him in the crotch and gets out of there. <laughs> good, good for you, Ruth. Good for you. No, so, oh, seriously, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got off easy. <laughs> he, I mean, he's just awful, just awful in this scene. Bobby Dean's such a terrible person, but that's what I like about Bobby Dean. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's just such a terrible uh, person. Yeah, he's, he, knows he is. He, he doesn't care. He's like, ah, whatever. Yeah. It's it's really interesting seeing Ruth in this scene because this is so not Ruth. Like mm-hmm. seeing her even pretend to express interest in becoming a stripper is like there is no chance. How does he not see through this? Yeah. But he he just must not know her all that well. No, no, no. Doesn't know us. Doesn't know her like us. Right, right. I mean, this is not Ruth. Ruth is not interested in becoming a stripper at all. Uh, and e- even to watch her try to play it off, she's just not very good at. Dean would disagree. Bobby. Oh uh, yeah, Bobby Dean. Yep. Yeah. Bobby Dean would disagree. Uh, I mean, I don't think he was all that impressed. I mean, he was just like, you know what? I'm going to take what I can get right now. Um, and what he can get is a punch to the nuts. He's like, just so. know, I get 25%. Bobby Dean is a simple guy. He just wants 25%. That's right. That's, That's right. 
Yep. All right. Uh, the next scene is Jonah following the vultures, and they lead him eventually to. I think this is a coyote. I don't think this is a wolf. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's coyotes. I think it's too small okay. to be a wolf. Yeah. So uh, Jonah follows the vultures. They they lead him to this coyote carcass, and he drags this carcass back. I mean. Let me tell you something. First of all, I'm not going to go seeking out carcasses in the woods, but if I find I one, I am not part. touching it. Exactly. Where's the wheelbarrow that Marty used? <laughs> Honestly, that's a great question. That's We're a great question. If, if you know you're going out to get a carcass, and I think he pretty clearly knew what he was doing, right. that, was, that was the plan all along. Uh, why don't you bring some means of conveyance for that carcass I mean, so that you don't have to drag heavy. it? You can drag it pretty easily. Eh? Oh, it's not a question of being heavy or not, man. I don't want to touch dead stuff. I I don't. I mean, it would just get like pretty. Like, you ever have to bury it? Actually, no. You don't like animals. You don't get pets. So you've never had like a dead pet kind. I know they're, they're pretty. I like, mean, stiff. Kind of. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they're stiff. Just, yeah, they're just stiff. You know, just drag drag the coyote. Mm-hmm. You, you could make him like a puppet kind of Mr. Sale. Oh my god, please anyway, stop. That is... <laughs> <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wants to think about that. <laughs> anyway, Ruth wants two yeah. grand. <laughs> yes, Ruth asks Marty for $2,000 to do the job, and Marty uh, gives in to her. I mean, it just says, yeah, whatever you need. Now, a lot of that has to do with the fact that he's watching Jonah disembowel the coyote on the on the dock, but you get the impression that Marty would have done it anyway. He he was going to give her what she needed, but the, this is disturbing. Watching Jonah do this, I mean, he's just you know he slices it open, he just pulls the intestines out, lays them out. Oh my God, it's so gross. Bare hands, but don't worry, he'll wash his hands later. That's what's important. That's good. <laughs> oh man! So Marty talks to Wendy about this. They they're gonna have a discussion about Jonah, but they're gonna do it out on the water. So they take the boat out and they're having this discussion. Uh, Marty is very worried. You know, mentions you know what if he, what if he ends up shooting up a school? You know, Wendy doesn't seem to be very worried at all at first she's she kind of blows it off oh it's just a phase it's just a you know boy interested in dead things it's nothing new but what they don't realize is that their voices are carrying across the water and charlotte is hearing everything that they say she's quite upset about it yeah well my, my mr sal you know what my question is going to be of course mm-hmm. no I, no really you don't know not yet oh okay. i think i know but i haven't talked about it yet but is oh. it a, is it something to do with what I've already said or what I haven't yeah. said yet? Well, I think you've already said it. Like, what would you? Like, how would you feel if one of your kids? Oh, okay. No, I would. Well, do you think you're more Marty okay. or more Wendy? Uh, I'm more Marty. Uh, well, at this point, I'm more Marty. More like, Marty, I'm okay. I'm worried. I'm like, what? Why is my child disemboweling coyotes on my on the dog? <laughs> I mean, look, a fascination with dead stuff. I I get it. Like, if I I I have a you know a, a kind of got been out in the woods, seen a dead thing, and just kind of examined it. Like, walked around it, looked at as closely as I dared look at it, and so forth. I'm not gonna drag it back home and pull the guts out of it. 
Would you drag it back home? Would you bring it home with the wheelbarrow? No. Okay. (laughs) No, I, I, you know, over the summer I was mowing my lawn and I came across a dead rabbit and I was like, Oh God. Oh, I I don't want to, I don't want to have to, I don't want to have to do this. I don't want to have to deal with this thing. So, but I, I certainly didn't touch it. I went and got a shovel and, you know, (laughs) took care of it, moved it into the woods, but like it, it, (laughs) I, I was I, I was like really grossed out by it, but uh, so I can understand Jonah wanting to you know see, oh my gosh, this is a dead coyote. This is crazy. This is amazing. I want to check this out. But slicing it open and pulling the guts out with your bare hands is a totally different thing, and I would be very concerned if I were his parent. Okay. So I think everything that they do regarding Jonah from this point forward is completely warranted. I think having the conversation was the right thing to do. Uh, and, you know, I, I, but the conversation would definitely set me at ease a little bit. Okay. Glad to hear. So, yeah. Anyway, um, there is a shift in Wendy at one point when she says, what if it's genetic? You know my brother's history. They both, yeah, they both shift. Like now, now... Wendy seems yeah. more concerned than Marty, right? Yeah, it's so very strange. It's very strange. As soon as she makes that connection, what if it's genetic? She becomes the one who's worried, and Marty's trying to talk her out of being worried. Mm-hmm. Very strange. It is strange. I wonder... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all we'll say about that for now. Um, next uh, scene... Any? Well, do you have anything else you want to say about this scene on the boat? Uh, no, no. Okay. Uh, next scene is Petty at this bar, and he just is talking about fly fishing and how he's looking for somebody to show him good places to fly fish. Uh, and he offers Russ. Russ is right there. He offers him a hundred dollars uh, to take him out fly fishing. Okay, and Russ. Right. Yeah, Russ is Russ is happy to do it. I mean, if he's if he's a fisherman anyway. You know, which even if he you like go, fishing, yeah, I mean, in general, yeah, he's getting paid to go fish. Why not, man? Yeah, yeah, by all means. I don't know. Would you, would, would that... you take a hundred dollars to go fishing? Not with Petty. <laughs> he's he's too he's too creepy. I, to be perfectly honest, like I don't want to go out in the you know in the river alone with somebody I don't know without a little vetting first. Okay. So you got two questions to ask Petty. Two what are, questions? What are your two questions? And is What's that your name? Petty. What's your name and where are you from? Chicago. Okay. Then I Google. Out of the woods. Petty, Chicago. <laughs> I don't know if the answer to come up. I feel, that, like that? I feel like that's not going to come up in search history. Well, I want his, I want his full name, not just Petty. Oh, okay. I want. Uh, you know, I don't actually know Petty's first name. Do you? No, I think they probably said it, but I don't know. I think he calls himself Robert in this episode, he but does. he's talking he to, to Russ and Boyd. Yeah, yes. I don't, I don't actually know his first name, but maybe it's an agent. Agent. His first name is Agent. <laughs> agent Petty. Yes, yeah. indeed. I have no clue. <laughs> so, I, so to answer your question, I don't think that I do this for a hundred dollars. Uh, because you just I don't fishing know that much. Well, I do not like fishing. That is true, <laughs> but I, I think that I'd be very nervous about going someplace, 
with, you know, I'm going to get in this guy's truck. We're going to go out into the, into the woods. We're going to be in the middle of a river or a stream or whatever. Presumably nobody else is going to be around. Like, I don't know what this guy's deal is. Is he a serial killer? Who's just trying to work, you know, is he like an older Jonah? (laughs) Yeah. You know, so, so we, I, I, I want, I want to know more about this guy first. Okay. I, I need him to earn my trust before I'm going to do this. But Russ is Russ, and he's desperate for money. Yeah. Understandable. So. Yep. So the the next scene is the talk with Jonah that Marty and Wendy have. And uh, they, they, you know, they beat around the bush for a little while until Wendy just finally blurts out, did you kill those animals? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I think it's more funny is, like, they both ease into it. You know, Marty's like, he's kind of relieved that Wendy said it. But jo- the way Jonah seems shocked, like, how? I love animals. I would, yeah. I would never. <laughs> All those dead yeah. ones I found? Well, yeah, I just took them out and I disemboweled them. Oh, well, you, by the way, if you cut the stomach, <laughs> like the vultures, they come down even faster. Like, he seems yep. so disgusted at the idea. <laughs> exactly. The animals. But his reaction is enough to set my mind at ease as a parent. If he says this to me, I can't, I believe him. I, I, you know, the way he said it was, was convincing. Uh, But he's just really doing it because he is interested in the turkey vultures and he knows that's how to get them down to the ground. If I'm a parent, I feel like that polarizes my viewpoint. Like either, either he's aware what he's doing is very wrong and he's Mm -hmm. hiding that fact from me. Or he's genuinely like like the, like there's no like in between now, right? Either he's like this is very innocent, or he knows this is very like he knows what he's doing. Like there's a bit more nefarious behind. But what's this, what's wrong with what he's doing? You say it's a very bad thing, but what's wrong with it? Well, I'm saying I'm saying if he's lying that he actually is killing those animals. I mean, oh, like that, like that's what I'm saying. Like that's his response of like, oh, I didn't kill any. The way he shocks he feels right. Like as a parent, I'm like. Now, obviously, they can tell if Jonah's lying or not. I think Jonah's telling the truth, it seems like it. But, like, if I was a parent, I'd be like, I don't know. Like, is he telling the truth or not? I'm sure they can tell if he's lying or not, though. Yeah, I mean, I thought he was very convincing. Here, here, uh, I don't I don't think he's lying. And we saw him drag the coyote out. So. Here, here's this, Mr. Sal. Can you tell when your kids lie to you? Yes. Have, have they ever lied to you successfully that you know of? Not that I know of. Does that worry you that one day that they might get one over you? Yeah, terrifies me. Do you think they've already got one over you and you haven't realized? Probably. <laughs> okay. Watch out, Mr. Sal. Yeah. Every day exactly. you grow a bit weaker and they grow a bit stronger. Boy, that's the truth. <laughs> I can't uh, even remember uh, which one of us is the, the recurring guest. The show it's you now, Mr. Sal. Congratulations. Oh, that's right. That's I, right. I'll also take a time now that we're in like the middle, like a, the very middle of the episode. About I'll take. We haven't said this in a while, but I should remind the listeners of the word fern. Remember, Mr. Oh Sal? my gosh, we've fern never fern. said this on Ozark. We haven't. And I, well, I don't want to say the first one. I wanted to wait a bit, but mm-hmm. probably remind in the lost. For those of you that don't know, if you ever want to show that you've watched the podcast, right? You're a true listener. Uh, to separate you from the non-believers or non-listeners, I should say not the non-believers. This isn't some sort of cult, sorry. <laughs> no, no cult. If you want to see more cults, you just look at the leftovers. That's um, right. There, and we have a podcast on that. Funny enough, wow, amazing play. <laughs> uh, but if you want to show to us or anyone else that uses the podcast, the keyword fern, because no one ever really talks about ferns in idle chit chat. 
It's true. But you can just say fern. You don't have to. You don't have to work in the word fern in a way like, oh yeah, that was some delicious fern I had last night. Nope. There's just no come ever. up to us and say fern. Yeah, fern is good enough. Or like, yeah, hey Kurt, fern. There, there you go. That's that's sufficient enough. So there's the secret. Exactly. Fern. Anyway. Yes. Very good. But, so Wendy is going to tell Marty here about the place that she wants to buy. So she, this is where she kind of lays out the plan. This, this is, there's a half built place, you know, I, I want to buy it, but that's all we know about it at this point. Um, anything I want to add there? I don't, I don't know if there's anything really more to say about it at this point until we get to the scene where she tells him what she wants to do with the money. No, no, because yeah, Marty's got something to do. Yeah, okay, yeah. Because yeah. Marty gives Ruth $2,000. She won't tell him why. She throws right his words right back in his face, right? Uh-huh. You know, what, what, so the, uh, what is it? The, some things you don't need to know or you're better off not knowing some things. It's something along those lines. Oh, yeah, anyway. Yeah, she won't tell him why, but she gives it to five teenagers, one of whom is her cousin three, mm-hmm. and they're having a grand old time in the strip club <laughs> with this, you know, four hundred dollars a piece. What, yeah. what, what does a? I mean, how old do you think three is? Like fourteen? Yeah, it's not very old. Yeah, so like I'd say younger than Charlotte, older than um. Jonah. Jonah, yeah. Yes, so. I agree. I agree. So, I mean, but you give a fourteen-year-old boy four hundred singles and send him into a strip club, boy, he's going to be one happy, happy person. Yeah, he seemed really happy. Oh, for really. sure. But it doesn't last very long because the cops come bust a place. Uh, no, sh- apparently somebody made a call. I, I don't, I don't know who that could possibly have been. Maybe Ruth. I don't know. Anyway, probably a concerned citizen that heard possibly shots that were or fired. Named Ruth Langmore. Yes. <laughs> so, a concerned citizen, and she prefers to go by. But make a concerned, a concerned Langmore. <laughs> anyway, um, no shots were fired. It turns out, but lots and lots of miners in here. So this place is busted up pretty bad at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, while while I'm sorry, did you, were you gonna say something there? No, no, no. Okay. So while the cops are pulling everybody outside, Ruth has managed to get into the office, mm-hmm. uh, where she cannot open the safe, and Marty gets on gets on her case. Didn't you bring anything? A stethoscope? Something? <laughs> a stethoscope idea, like listening yeah. to, to yeah. something. Uh. Yeah, but uh, no, she has no idea, no way to get inside the safe. But so Marty meets her at the at the wall of the office where there's a vent to the outside. They send a chain through the vent. They chain up the safe, and he just drags. He attaches the chain to his truck and just drags it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, pulls the safe right through the wall, which. Interesting. I, I I hope the cops have pulled away at that point, which I I'm assuming that they have. But uh, but anyway, Ruth is pissed when they get to the point where they've opened the safe. We, we, we should ahead. also uh, we, we should also say that Bobby got arrested by the police. Bobby Dean. Oh yeah. Yes, yeah, for sure. Well. Yeah. For the yep, that uh, is important. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yes, that's important. So um, 
when they finally get to the point where they're able to open the safe, Ruth is pissed because it's just documents. There's no money in there. But Marty finds what he's looking for, which I had no idea what this thing was when I saw it. And I paused I, it and I tried to read it. And I'm like, I don't know what this thing is. Yeah, I paused it and I just looked at it and it said like all 100 shares. So I'm like, oh, is this like the deed to the company? Yeah, that's what it seemed like. A certificate like, of ownership. Yeah, but I was like, but I don't see Bobby's name on it. So I'm like, I don't understand. Right. Yeah. <laughs> which is, the which is of kind it. of the, that is yeah. the point of it. So, <laughs> so, like, okay. so there we go. So like, All I guess right. it's the deed, but isn't this Bobby's place still? Like, you can't just steal someone's deed and go, it's mine now. I have the deed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. The next scene is the fly fishing scene with Petty and Russ. And Petty is telling him uh, that um, that he uh, is an ex-Marine. Russ says his father was ex-Navy, uh, but he hated the service and took it out on them. Uh, he also, Petty, I, I mean, they, they banter back and forth about fishing and whatnot. And, you know, I, there's not anything hugely important here until the end where Petty says that he also just got out of a relationship. And, uh, you know, Russ asks what she was like. He says, no, no, not she, he. Um, and Russ immediately turns and seems to suddenly want nothing to do with Petty. Yeah. So a lot of homophobia going on here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else you want to say about the fly fishing scene? No, no, I, I wish Russ didn't like Petty, not because of homophobia, but due to him being creepy. Right? Yeah, I know. Like, like, like it's, it, this is a part where, like, people say the ends justify the means. Yeah. This, this, this is an argument against it, though, sadly. Like, I can agree not liking Petty, but come on, Russ. Yeah. <laughs> come on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we should be clear. I, I hope that I've been that I'm clear about this. My disdain for Petty is not because is of homophobia. My disdain for Petty oh, no, is no. because Petty is a creepy, creepy man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we like Agent Evans, and he's also yeah. Evans is fine. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah, 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 it's nothing to do with that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 no, he's just a weird guy. Yeah. Oh God, Petty just creeps me out. Anyway, um, Charlotte is uh really unhappy at breakfast the next morning uh which is funny because marty actually looks it seems like he's in a kind of a good mood which we haven't really seen at all i mean when a, heist goes, when a heist goes right it's a good feeling yeah. yeah but charlotte shoots him down pretty quick uh and tell basically just spills the beans to jonah about the whole conversation that she and marty had on the boat or that wendy and marty had on the boat last night uh even going so far as to say that they were worried that he would shoot up a school. Uh, and now by the end of this, she's done a lot of damage to uh, both her relationship and Jonah's relationship with their parents. Mm-hmm. Neither one of them seemed to have much trust for Marty and Wendy anymore. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Wendy's kind of, shaken by this so she tries to scrub down the deck uh, to get the blood off the deck but she pauses to call someone to complain we we have no idea who it is that she's calling mm-hmm. I, I mean did you know who it was that she was calling i mean i i knew because i've already seen the series about the time right now no no i was like oh i have no clue <laughs> yeah 
the only thing I could think of was she had just mentioned her brother in the previous scene. I thought maybe she was yeah. calling her brother. Maybe that's what I thought but, the first time too. But yeah, yeah. I was yeah. I know, and who I had, it really was. I had forgotten who it was, so I was thinking I was trying to remember. I couldn't remember, so I was thinking, oh, maybe it's her brother. Anyway, uh, yeah. So Marty pays a visit to Bobby Dean in the jail, and this is the scene we referred to earlier, where Bobby Dean looks like the Incredible Hulk, and Marty looks like Ant Man. <laughs> like, yeah, like a, a bit less green Incredible Hulk and a, and a yeah. bit slender and taller Ant Man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it, um, but. Right off the bat, Marty offers Bobby Dean $200,000 for the strip club, but Bobby Dean has no interest and just flicks him off and goes away until Marty lays out all of what has happened in the past you know, 12 hours or so in very dramatic fashion. <laughs> Turns out Bobby Dean's name is nowhere on the club, and that indicates to Marty... Oh, and, and Marty, uh, Bobby Dean has some... Uh, financial and legal goings on in Panama, was it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and turns out that's where Marty does a lot of banking and has a lot of legal interactions as well. Uh, and so once he starts dropping these same names of these same firms, Bobby Dean uh, has had his interest peaked. Now, I don't know that Marty actually has any interactions in Panama or if there were just records of Bobby Dean's interactions in Panama in the safe. What do you think about that? I, yeah, I, I question whether or not Marty's telling the truth if he deals in Panama or not. Mm-hmm. But I don't, like, I don't know how much that exposes him to risk if Bobby Dean knows, but yeah, I've, I've, yeah. Clue. But, my gu- my guess is that he just this is all information that he got out of the safe and he's making it all up. Yep, definitely. Well, no, see now this is this is this is where I'm going to disagree that he gets it all of the safe because if you remember when he's speaking in Spanish on the phone, he mentions mm-hmm. that lawyer's name. He talks. He says now. Uh, the oh really? Lawyer. I believe so. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, if you want to go back and look at the subtitles, I believe I saw the name Filippo in there. And so oh. I, I'm pretty sure, I think he was talking to him in some capacity. Oh, okay. Right? All right. And fishing for information. I don't know if he actually used him as a lawyer or not, but that's why I, I, I didn't go back and check, but that's what I thought I saw. So I, okay. So if that's the oh, case, he either knows it. Cause he does say he gets the information cause he's, you know, his, um, what's it? His, uh, impl- probably Margaret, you know, told him he likes taking vacations in Panama. You know what happens mm-hmm. in Panama? Uh, whatever hubbub laundering hub of the world so maybe he yeah. pieced it from there and then figured out it's filippo from there but i think i i'm like 60 percent confident that it's filippo now because now if you didn't see it then maybe maybe i was wrong but okay i thought well i, I didn't i didn't i didn't have the subtitles on so i'm not sure oh okay uh, in that case then yeah. Yeah, i'm now more confident <laughs> <laughs> but but i will uh, i will say this like i think that there's a chance that that's all that call was about was about Bobby Dean. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He might yeah. have been like that. That I'm I'm not saying in any way that it's um conclusive whether or not like Marty actually works with them or not. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is he definitely knew more than I think what you let on from the safe because if he was talking to Filippo, uh, before the safe because that's before he broke into the safe. So right, that's true. So it turns out. Marty uh, Marty says that whoever possesses the deed owns the establishment because 
his name's not on it anywhere. So is so, I, I'm sorry, I have to pause there again. I wonder if that's a real yeah. thing. Like, is that a real thing? Is is it really? Can I start a company? I think, and he who owns the paper owns the the land. In this case, the company. So, so I I don't know how it works with companies, but I think that that is more or less. No, I guess not, because you're you'd be registered with the Department of Motor Vehicles. No, you can't I was going to say car title and claim the car. Right, That's right. That's simple. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I don't know. I I mean, I don't have any reason to believe that they would like intentionally be that wrong. No, yeah, I I don't think they would make something up like this. I'm just, I'm just curious to the quirks of this. But I don't know. Just, yeah. It seems seems odd. Well, I mean, well, I mean, are yeah. companies seen as like individuals by the law or whatever? So, I, yeah, I could believe that. You don't need someone as the head of the company. Yeah, whatever. I mean, uh, I you know, Ozark, I think, does a pretty good job of doing their homework. So, I, I mm -hmm. more or less trust that if they're saying that this is a possibility, it, it may not be common, but it's at least possible. Definitely, mm -hmm. it's, it's unique. It's cool. Yep. So, uh. So whoever possesses the deed owns the establishment, and Marty has the deed from the safe that he took out of the office the night before. But he says, I have a certain code. It's not religion. I'm not spiritual in any way. But I do have a certain code, and uh, I'll make you a very fair offer of $175,000. So he's downed the price. He's lowered it. <laughs> I, do, I know. I love that. <laughs> oh, me too. And lowers the price. Yep. I love that. This this reminds me of um, excuse me. I think it's Roman. That's Rome. So uh, I'm I'm gonna go and say it's Rome. I forgot the name because it's been a while, and I don't think I've ever told this to you. So I know I, I know I haven't said this on the podcast, but there used to be um, the Roman times there was a man. He had he owned slaves, and he offered like a like a firefighting service. Okay. Oh okay. So he had slaves, uh, and you know, if your house was on fire, he would put out the house. You know, slaves would help put out the house. But here's the thing, Mister Sal. What he would also do, though, is he would buy a lot of houses, and the way he would buy them is he would start giving offers to the homeowner, and the longer you took to accept his purchase price, the lower he went down on the price, and he, the more he'd let it burn. Oh. So, you know, like, I'll, I'll take your house, 100 grand. You're like, no, no, just save the house. He's like, 90 grand, because <laughs> the house is burning. Oh, so <laughs> he'd buy you... the... Okay, so the... So he'd he buy the property around... while it's burning, and then oh my take God. it out afterward, and you know, he, he has whatever, it's his, you know, that, so that, that was like a, and I read that, I don't know how true it is, but I do love that idea of that, oh, it's, I mean, it, I mean, he's using slaves to save houses, and also buys people's, like, you know, this is, I guess, why we have a public firefighter force, this doesn't happen, but, yeah, yeah. I thought that was, that's, like, huh, no, that would really suck, if you had, like, a private firefighter service, that was just, like, <laughs> yeah, man. yeah, well, but he was buying, not se not selling the services. He was buying the houses. Well, I oh, I think sometimes he would also sell the services too. I think I think oh, he, okay. he would also sell the services too. But um, but yeah, but sometimes he'd also buy the property if he wanted. So then, in that case, he'd go up in price as the longer you went. I don't know how that would work because then maybe at that so it's point like... it's like it's too far in, right? But maybe he would, yeah. Like, cause I guess there's probably there's probably critical mass at some point where the fire has gone too far. Yeah, like, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I I don't know in that case. I just know if he wanted to buy the property, that's what he would do. Interesting. So he was kind of like a homeowner's insurance policy. <laughs> if you want to think of it like that, I mean, 
right? It's like right now I have a homeowner's insurance policy. If my house burns down, I'll collect the insurance. Okay, so in that case, if his house, if, if you know a villager's house burnt down, this guy would pay out like a homeowner's insurance policy, right? Um, but the more burnt it was, the lower he would pay. It's like it's like the more likely the house is to burn, the less payout you're going to get on your insurance policy. His name, oh my god, okay, so his name is Krasos. Oh, I can't say it right. C-R-A-S-S-U-S and some, yeah. some reports put him as the richest man in Rome. Marcus ah. Linkus Krasos. Uh, <laughs> he was a general and a politician who did that, but he's often called the richest man in Rome, and yep, he would. Yep, he did exactly as I said. With He had an army of 500 slaves and uh, oh my god. they would do things like that. He would also... um some civil wars in Rome too, but yeah, uh, they would, uh, they would, he, yeah, they would put out the fire. Uh, it, so they agreed to the deal. His men would put out the fire, and he'd remodel the building or build up, you know, refix the building. If the owner refused, he would simply let it burn. Oh man! And perhaps buy it at a much cheaper price, or just leave it. So that is. Oh. Wow. <laughs> that is. <laughs> What a guy. What a guy. Listen, say what you want. That's opportunistic and it's fine. It's right there. That's a person that sees opportunity and he grabs it by the bullhorn. Oh my god. I don't know how much I agree with it, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, my he god. bought a lot of Rome that way. Wow. wow. That's pretty pretty hysterical. Oh man. Anyway. So I wonder what kind of a boss Marcus Crassus was for his Probably slaves. Not a good one. Probably not a good one, I feel like. I mean Do you think he's it, if you treat yeah, his customers ahead. or clients like that, I, I imagine he's because he's the type of guy I feel like that no one likes to deal with. Like, oh no, Marcus is here. My house is burnt. Like you, you call like <laughs> you're like you're like quick, go get the fire help. Go get the firefighters up and please don't get Marcus. And then like <laughs> and then like you know someone like Marcus walks around the corner. Did I hear my name right? And he's like, come on, boys. And like you know all the slaves are by me. He's like, so house is burning there. It doesn't look as worth very much. Thirty shekels, or I don't know how much. Like Roman currency. Yeah. So what's Marcus? Come on, man. Twenty nine shekels. So what's worse, the Marcus Crassus Fire Department or the John Murphy and the Leftovers Fire Department? At least you have money with Marcus. Actually, yeah, I I gotta go. I gotta go with John Murphy's is worse. Like he's setting the fires, is very well, rarely putting the, them out. The, the difference, by difference being, is do you have like do you get insurance on the house for that fire being set by John Murphy? Because if you do, that probably will be worth more than what um Marcus mm. is gonna pay you. Fair enough. Yeah, that's a good point. But I don't. I don't know. I don't know, but you also get the beat down when John Mur- with John Murphy. You do get the beat down. <laughs> I just oh. Marcus Crassus gives you the shakedown. John Murphy oh, gives you the beat I'm, down. I'm sorry. Can I, can I, I got to tell you one last part that yeah. right here in his entry. After buying many properties this way, he rebuilt them and often leased the properties to their original owners or new tenants. Oh. Imagine being the original owner. Oh. Devastating. Oh, oh man. That's awful. Oh, this guy. Well, he sounds like a horrible boss. Also, hor- among, uh, listed as a horrible boss would be Marty, <laughs> which is it's, uh, Marty is giving this this awful pep talk to the 
his all his new employees at the I, look of his I, foot. I'd say he's an awful boss. Probably not as bad as Bobby Dean. Uh, actually, it, no, I guess it'd be a bit controversial. Guess on the way you look at it in terms of yeah. giving his employees open access to the way they want to make money. I guess he's more hands off approach. So that's yep. up to your discretion. But at least Marty's going like you guys have rights. Um, yeah. Protect your rights. Yep. Yeah. Well, I probably play quid pro quo stuff with Marty, but yeah. So he basically says none of you are going to have to do anything, you know, do any actual sexual acts anymore. And one of them says, how are we supposed to make a living then? So like it's, it's, it's very, he's, he's in a position where he's damned if he does damned if he doesn't like there's, there's no good way around this. He can, he, if he, you know, yeah, this institution's acts, already in place. Yeah. If, like if he acts people... on it, they're going to lose money, probably get upset. And, um, yep. yeah, I mean, they seem not to want to, the ways to change in that retrospect, that respect. Uh, yeah. And if he lets it go on, it's illegal. So, yeah. I think it's fair to say that Marty's just not come, cut out to run a, run a strip club. I'll give him some time. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's a quick learner. Probably. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe, he'll, yeah. maybe we'll see him. Max. He'll go to the gym a bit more. He'll become more Hulk like. Maybe, maybe it's the strip club that turns you into like the Bobby Deans yeah. of the world. We'll see. He'll grow like eight or nine inches. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh man. Episode. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Petty and Russ are driving home. Uh, Russ is clearly uncomfortable. He's not saying anything at this point. Uh-huh. Uh, and Russ gets out of the car. Clearly wants nothing to do with Petty or his money. Uh, and it's because he's gay, uh, you know, because, you know, Petty offers him more money to take him out again the day after tomorrow. And Boyd says, what are you doing turning down more money? What do you have going on? And then Russ lets, lets, it, uh, lets it out that he is very put off by this guy because he's gay. So mm-hmm. very interesting. Actually, not interesting at all. It's 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 very uh, stereotypical, really, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So this is exactly what you would expect from Russ, and probably, I mean, we know that Petty targeted Russ. Yeah, I, 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 it seems like it's purposeful, right? It seems like his crime, yeah, has something to do with someone being like uh, homosexual, right? Like maybe some sort yeah. of crime or just something. Oh, that that could be, yeah. But you know. Petty does not hide it. I mean, it's like there was no point in any of that conversation he had except when he told him that he was gay. And he didn't have to tell him that. And he also, you know, seemed like he was looking for Russ's reaction. It's as though that was the point of getting Russ out there was to tell him that. Do you you think that's accurate? Yeah, I'd say that's fair enough. Okay. I'll accept that. All right. Well. <laughs> I'll accept it. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you accept it. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what is it, Mr. Sal? Oh, uh, nothing. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah. <laughs> Marty uh, pays Ruth $7,000. It's a pretty good payday. Yeah. Because that's 25% of last night's take at the club. That's a, that's, see, I don't know what the overhead on that place is, but if 25% of the take of the, of one night's take when it's like not even the 4th of July yet is $7,000, that place probably is doing pretty well. Yeah, probably worth more than $200,000. <laughs> 
Yeah. If that's your cash flow of seven thousand. Grant, oh, granted, I mean, we'll, we'll give you the caveat that, yeah, they had $2,000 injected, but that's just $2,000. Now, I maybe they made more than, like, maybe that's, like, more than just that time's worth. Maybe that's money he brought that he planned to, like, launder, right? Like, it's sitting in the safe that's supposed to get laundered at some point. So I, I'm not going to say the bar's doing that great, because that seems way too good for the bar. I, I, we do know they're laundering money through it, so. I mean... That seems like that's doing way yeah. too well. That's twenty five percent of your nightly revenue. Like, and first of all, is is that the total revenue? Like, I I'm pretty sure what he keeps for himself, Bobby Dean, is already his twenty five percent cut from his girls. So there's no like, right. there's no way they're making that much money. They're not making thousands of well, dollars a night. We don't know what Marty's deal is with the girls. He may not be following the twenty five percent rule. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So, but oh, I just figured that this was still from the safe. Like there just wasn't as much money as Ruth thought in the safe. I don't oh. think there was any. I don't think there was any money in the safe. Okay, I see what you mean. Okay. He said. He says this is that's twenty five percent of last night's take at the bar. So that that if we're taking that at face value, that bar brought in twenty eight thousand dollars last night. Okay. I. I, I, mistook so, that. I mistook that as like the take as in from like the when they took the safe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's so much, though. I can't believe that. Oh, that's like, so much. So no much way. money. No I, mean, I mean, that, what is that? That's so, so that 20, that $200,000 he was going to pay Bobby Dean, that's like not even two weeks worth of revenue. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's like, yeah. That's, that's so criminally for, low. For, yes, that's like, like almost $5 million a year. I'm, I'm doing the math. Ten million a year if you are open every day of the week. Oh my god! Revenue you're making that much a day. That is crazy. That is that is insane revenue. But yeah, a lot, <laughs> a lot of overhead. Those lights yeah. are not cheap. They electricity bill on the Ozarks. Expensive. Anyway. Well, well, I guess uh, that's the is that is that the take? Is that I mean is that the is that the revenue or the profits? So yeah. is is he is he splitting the profits with her, or is he is she part of what he pays out with the revenue, and then he keeps the rest? So we don't we don't know we don't know the deal, but regardless, that's a lot of money. Ruth did very well here, but she's not very happy about it. Even still, even though she just made seven thousand dollars without you know, I mean, she did quite a bit. But yeah, uh, I, I would call that quite a bit of work and a risk on yourself. Yeah. Yeah, but if you can expect that. You know, even if you expect that once a week, she's she's sitting pretty. Yeah, but the uh, things you don't want that once a week, I think, is number one. Number two is, I, I guess I'd be looking at how much work you did and what Marty got for it, right? Like, uh, Marty has a strip club. So, mm. Yep. I don't know. If I'm, I'm, if, if I'm, I think I'd be more in Ruth's shoes here. I kind of want a bit more. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I would imagine that she can expect this regularly. I don't think this is a one-shot deal. 25% of one night's take. I think, you know, the deal was she gets 25% of whatever that club brings in. Right from now on? That's that's the impression I get. Am I no wrong about that? No way. She would not be that upset then. No way. That's so much money. It's me <laughs> a night. No way. Even if, even if we say, like, that was the best day of the bar's entire career. Because everyone's like, oh, Bobby Dean got arrested. Quick, everyone go to the club now. Quick, that, that jerk's not there. And I was like, that yeah. was like the, the best thing of all time. It's it's the 4th of July. It's like, like Yeah, like, even if it went down by, like, tenfold in sales, 700 a day should be open. That is, no. I, I can't believe that. That's, it was open five days a week. 
this 3.5 grand a week. That's no way. There's always should be that upset. I, I think that's gotta be like a one-off pay. Uh, maybe. Well, regardless, she's not happy. She's, she does not say thank you. She just walks out and says, I effing earned this. Yeah. And I'm with her. So. Yeah, she earned it. Yeah, I don't think you need to thank someone for paying you if you do work for it, unless they were overly generous. Right. So. Exactly. Yeah. You know, thank you for giving me the opportunity to get harassed by Bobby Dean. Like, yeah. no, there's no thank you for that. The seven thousand dollars is your thank you to Ruth. Like, yeah. Look at my... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, in fact, no. There's no thank you. There's a you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. How's that? So. Anyway, uh, Rachel uh, is in the blue cat. Marty's ready to watch the game with her, but she's not going to watch the game with him because it's her weekly night out. She goes to a bar. She drinks too much and she, you know, usually uh, tries to get lucky once a week. Has her fun. Yep. Uh, Marty uh, gets a hold of Wendy's phone. And checks her recently called because he was interested to see who she's been talking to. He calls that number that she's called recently, and it turns out to be Gary Silverberg, Mr. Sugarwood himself. Oof. Yeah. And yeah, this this rips off the scab that may I don't know if it was healing over, but they were at least kind of civil with one another. Uh, but it, it rips it off so bad that he starts watching the video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and go ahead. No, 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 no. I have no, I have nothing to say. All right. Well, while he's watching the video, Wendy tells him that she bought the half-built house because she figured that he could launder a bunch of money through the construction costs. See, I don't like that. You don't? I think no. that's a great idea. No. Because... Here's why I don't like that idea. Well, first of all, like, I just, I don't, how, like, Wendy's not the expert here, Marty is. So you shouldn't, mm-hmm. I feel like you shouldn't be doing that. Now, Marty is so good at money laundering, I don't think you you, you can be that aggressive in telling him, like, I mean, this, this, this is such a better way, because even if, even if it is a good way, what if Marty's not, he doesn't like it that way, there's too many people involved, right? I can see, like, some errors, like, well, what if the government, like, so... How how do you hide these construction costs? Is he just going to hire people like just day laborers and then just say it costed more than it did? Is he going to hire actual companies to do the work? Because if he hires actual companies, then there's going to be discrepancies. The companies are going to charge him less than what he said he paid. Like, you know, I just... Hmm. I just... I, I, well, I just I, and I wonder how efficient it is in money laundry. Like, how much more can he launder through the house for the amount of effort he has to put in? Right? Yeah. I, I have no clue. I, I, just, I don't, I don't really... like Wendy taking this onus in terms of making it for the money laundering. Now, if she wanted to make this house, try to get more income or like, or just to like, like we said, like the backup plan or whatever, that's okay. I would have rather she just kept the money hidden somewhere or something as a backup mm-hmm. plan, but you know, whatever. Hmm. Interesting. Well, yeah, I, I, I understand I... wanting to do something. I understand that though. Wanting to do something. Yeah. That's what she wants to do on her own. That's fine. As long as she knows what she's doing, then yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Good point. I don't think she should buy it and expect Marty to launder money through it. Is what I, is how I feel. Like, I, yeah. But what if it's not that as efficient? You know what I mean? I don't. I mean, she did. She did try to talk to him about it. She did. She did try to talk he to kinda, him. He 
he kind of blew her off. Oh, totally. So. Yeah, definitely blew her off. Justified? I don't know. He was busy that night. <laughs> I suppose so. Just that one night. I Otherwise... But she says she said she says I did it for our family. What did you do today oh, for our family? What what a charge thing! I hate I that that I did not like. It's like I did it for my family. Yeah. What did you do? What did you do? Huh. <laughs> I bought a strip club. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right. Uh, I'm gonna skip ahead a scene just to uh, Wendy getting the call from Gary's son. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So she gets this call from Gary's son and. Uh, just hangs up because they're trying to figure out about their father's death, which I had forgotten that this happened. Yeah, me too. Me too. But. I forgot. I forgot she gets a call back. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's go to let's move over to what Bobby Dean's doing. Bobby Dean pulls up to this. I don't know what would you call this compound, like a uh, estate uh, plantation. Oh, what is this place? All three. All three. Okay. All right. Compound Estate Plantation. Compound Estate Plantation, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Bobby Dean here to see Jacob. Uh, and he gets there. Jacob's chopping the wood, as we saw in the, in the R. Critical the symbol. scene, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Jacob gives him a big hug. Very happy to see Bobby Dean. Uh, and Jacob, it turns out, knows all about Marty. And he wants to he wants to know how Marty found out that Bobby Dean was also laundering. You know, he he recognizes there must have been a leak, but who? All right. And he tells Bobby Dean this story. I don't know if this is supposed to be a joke or just like a parable or what this is supposed to be, but it's a redneck and a hillbilly so walking weird. down together. Okay. And uh, the, you know. The, the redneck does some preaching at the hillbilly. The hillbilly doesn't really say much of anything. And eventually uh, God smites the redneck dead. And the hillbilly just seriously frowns and buries the redneck. Uh, and that's basically the end of the story, I think, right? Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> I mean... I saw redneck uh, does something. You, you, uh... He says what he's. I do. I do have this one backwards. Does he say not to judge or? Yeah, he says not to judge. The Billy keeps frowning at him, and then yeah, he gets stricken down and he gets buried by the hillbilly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Great sunset too. The so, hillbilly got to see. Oh yeah, I remember that too. Absolutely, yeah. that's true. That's that's right. That's true. Yes. So he calls for Jacob. Calls for more lemonade, and Darlene, who we haven't really met yet uh comes out with more lemonade drops it uh and when bobby dean help, help, tries to help her pick it up she stabs him in the neck with a hypodermic needle injects it and he just starts foaming in the mouth foaming at the mouth and presumably dies here and jacob just stares down at him and says effing redneck so what is established here uh, a few things are established here and you tell me if i miss anything okay Darlene is a power player. I mean, George Jacob is a power player too, but um, but Darlene is not afraid to get her hands dirty. Yeah, they're definitely they're definitely in it together. It's not it's not like a Wendy and Marty how like Wendy isn't really no. Involved. Wendy knows yep. that Marty's doing stuff, but like we just saw him today. Yeah, right? he just did this big power move against uh, Bobby Dean. Never involved. Yes, Wendy. I think this would be different if Darlene and uh, Jacob were in the same shoes. 
Bobby Dean is getting power moved upon left and right in this yeah. episode. <laughs> he is just a punching bag in this episode. Yeah. So, uh, but it, it is a nice contract to Wendy and Marty. You're right. Jacob and Darlene clearly work together. They, they are, they have a lot of power and a lot of money. It seems. They have a I don't know what that means, but okay. Compound estate plantation. I'm not going to forget it. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Compound estate plantation. I love it. Anyway, uh, but Darlene also is not afraid to get her hands dirty. She She's the one who, you know, plun plunges the needle, as it were, uh, rather than pulling the trigger on Bobby Dean. Uh, so we, we've established that much. And we've also established that there is, in Jacob's mind, and and Darlene's mind, presumably, they seem to be of a mind here. Uh, there is a very big difference between a hillbilly and a redneck, since they're calling uh, Bobby Dean an effing redneck. They must, I, I would assume, by extension, uh, that they identify as hillbillies. Yeah. Would you agree with that? At least they identify okay. as hillbillies or dislike rednecks. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. Is story Either kind of. Yep. Okay. Exactly, exactly. And J Jacob seems like kind of stoic, like the like the hillbilly in the story as well. Mm. So anyway, um, I love Jacob and Darlene. I, I'm so excited that they're part of the series now. So I, I, I did not realize that it was four. It was four episodes in before we finally met them. <laughs> I thought it was much sooner. And uh, possibly goodbye, Bobby Dean. Not sure if yeah, I, yeah, we'll see. Sure seems that way. Um, now, uh, did I miss anything? What, anything else that we're supposed to take out of the scene? Uh, no, nothing. Nothing else I would uh, like to say. Okay. Then the last scene is the first scene. Jonah walks in on part of the money laundering process. It's Marty scuffing up the money, putting it through the dryer, and Jonah asks him to explain all of it. And Marty goes into money laundering 101. I love it so much when he goes like just oh. this is the exact same way, right? And it's just yep. it's so appealing. I I'm know. sure they just took the audio from that scene and overlaid it in the beginning. I don't know if they. I was wondering if they did. I bet they did. They probably did. I, I'd have to go back and watch them again, but I, I bet they did. But they they really do. I, that is a really nice thing that Ozark does. This idea that it, we're, you you feel like you're getting preached at by Marty, but really he's talking to somebody else. Yeah. So very cool all right so love this episode nine out of ten i still keep it uh at number two uh of the season so far how about you, you number one have you decided to get number one put it, gotcha all right i don't totally understandable it's a it's a very good episode next episode will be called ruling days okay but before we get into the spoiler section we're not there yet folks you do not have to tune out yet because Kurt, what time is it? Is it television time? Nope. Oh, okay. It's well, TV time. Oh, okay. Well, yay. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> no, it's almost like, it's almost like, now, you're a teacher, right? I say that as if I don't I, know. Yes, you're a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> you're a teacher. Yes. So, like, for example, if a student asked, you know, if the answer was television or TV, would you would you care between the difference? If the question is, you know, what's the something you can uh, watch in the living room? No, I don't care. You'd accept either, yeah. If someone, you know, if you were talking to someone verbally and they, you know, would you rather they say the temperature went up or would if they say the temperature goes and pointed up? You know, 
I, I'd ra I'd rather they say the temperature went up. But is the other one applicable as well? Sure. Okay, thanks for that, Mr. Sal. I remember that, anyway. But this is a proprietary app. TV okay. time, not television time. Yeah, yeah, there I might be a no, yeah, there might be another there could be another app called television time for all I know. That's just me getting my snip in what you did to me back in high school. I still remember that. <laughs> okay. Anyway. I, I do too. So <laughs> upset. I'm very right. confused for TV time here because I don't I don't know like the persons where I'm the most confused. Yeah, that's usually the most confusing. I mean the emotions, there's not much to and I, I have nothing to say about the emotions. Excited and shocked is most of what people said. And that's usually the case. So ratings, I don't know. This has got to be a five. I know you gave it a five. I would. Give it I five. gave it a five. Yep, what I gave it a five. The people only twenty eight percent gave it a five. What the heck is with TV time, <laughs> dude? I, I'm starting to hate TV time more and more. I swear, these people just disagree with me, and I don't want the masses to disagree with me. So four, <laughs> I assume four. God forbid, it's three. Yeah, four. Sixty three percent. Okay. Sixty three percent said four. Yep. And then as far as the character goes, I can tell you, there are only five characters that got even one percent of the vote, which so here, is. This is surprising to me. So here's the, the thing. That Bo fact. Bobby Dean dies. Okay, so, but Bobby so, Dean's... That's the point. Yeah, he's not a big, big character, right? But I yeah. wonder if he's getting more than I would expect from him because he died, right? Like, I would expect... Well, hold on. I might, I might be able to answer that question for you just a second. But uh, Bobby Dean is not even an option that you can oh, vote for. Okay, so. there we go. That answers the question. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Well, in that case... I mean, I feel like the obvious choice is still just Marty, then. I don't see yeah. why it wouldn't be Marty. Marty's 79%. My, my big worry was if Dean di or if not, yeah, Bobby Dean dies, uh, what if people vote for him out of, you know, like, uh, remember, you know, the, the special yeah. they've died vote. Yeah, and I don't think we've talked about that very much on the Ozark podcast yet, because we haven't seen any Big major deaths, deaths yeah. other than you know i mean first episode we don't really know anybody but yeah. uh but yeah so the, the general rule of thumb is that uh if it's a if it's a main character that dies they usually get the in memoriam uh sympathy vote on tv time so you say for sympathy, example i say deserved okay they worked hard okay well, all right so uh, without spoiling it uh, recently, we saw a character die on Lost, a relatively major character, not a major, major character, but the second tier major character. Um, and that person got the favorite on TV time, the episode where we weren't quite sure if that character was dead, and the episode where we were sure that that character was dead. <laughs> Two Double episodes. Dipping, some might call it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For the same death. <laughs> and the episode where we were sure the character was dead, that character said literally nothing. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of things about Lost that get me. Because there's... I, I wonder if this will come in Ozark. I guess this happens in most TV series, but there's, like, fan-favorite characters, and they just get such an outrageous number of votes relative to mm -hmm. what they did in the episode. Sometimes they might not even say anything new, and they still get an unreasonable yeah. amount of votes. Cough. Well, yeah. Sawyer. Oh, okay, there you go. Uh, yeah. Uh, now... This what surprises me most about these characters, though, is that only five of them are even at one percent. Everybody else is less than one percent, so it just says zero percent. So, I, so let me just tell you that people like, um, 
Petty, which, whose first name is Roy, by the way. Okay, Roy Petty, uh, Russ, Jacob, Darlene, uh, Dell, like all these buddy, all these characters are in this episode and do stuff and got like no votes. I think that's fine. They're all like one team characters except Petty, but even Petty, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'm I don't know. I almost. Petty. I almost voted for Jacob. I almost always are going to vote for either Ruth or Jacob <laughs> in Ozark. <laughs> I mean, it is this I, episode. No, clear. I I would clearly. I mean, the the big contenders, uh, Marty, Ruth, yep, Wendy, yep. Not gonna say it's getting a little harder for me. Russ, if you really want to say Russ, but I don't really. I mean, if you're not going to say Petty, I don't know. See why you say, say Russ. Yeah. You could maybe say Rachel, but even Rachel, I don't think so. People say Rachel. Oh no, no, Rachel's not in here either. Okay, then I yeah. actually I'm I'm lost past that. Who else could I be missing? Oh, the, it's the kids, Jonah and Charlotte. Oh yeah, duh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Expendable. Okay. Expendable. So the, the family, oh, the birds family, and Ruth. That's it. Yeah, th- those are the only people who got votes in this episode. Fair enough. So, yeah, I, it's it's fine. Ruth was second, thirteen percent. Deserved. Fair enough. Okay. Would you would you give it to Marty? I did vote for Marty in this okay. one. I, see, see, this one to me is—I said it in the beginning—it's the most Marty episode we've had since the premiere, since and the pilot. Certainly, yeah, I would agree yeah. with that statement. Yeah, I, I think that just the scene in the jail uh, visitation room with Bobby Dean alone is enough for me to vote for Marty. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good scene. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So you know, Ruth, Ruth doesn't have that bobcat cage scene like she had in the previous episode you know mm-hmm. so all right well folks that is all we have for this portion of the show stay tuned for the spoiler section but in the meantime you can feel free to contact us at showhopperspodcast at gmail.com please feel free to give us those five star ratings and share the podcast any way that you can we always appreciate that uh anything you want to add there kurt uh no nothing at all Okay. Well, folks, have a good week. We'll see you next week for Ruling Days. And now it is on to the spoiler section. I do enjoy talking about the spoilers, though. The spoilers are nice. Yeah. It, yeah. it, is, it is nice to think what's on your head or hear what you... Because I, I, up on your head. I, bit, I bit my tongue plenty of times during that recording. Yeah, yeah. There are times. <laughs> I'm ex- I'm okay. so excited to see Buddy and uh, Jonah. Buddy, buddy. Oh, that, the Buddy and Jonah thing is it's it's so cool. So I'm I am too. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I got goosebumps when Wendy says, "What if it's genetic? You know my brother's history." I know. Oh ben, the whole man. Ben thing. Like, so I <laughs> I wonder if the writers purposely knew they'd one day add Ben, or if like they said that and were like, you know, we'll we'll, we'll leave that, you know. Uh, I can think of a famously I know in the I don't I don't really want to spoil this part, but famously in the premiere of the season five of Breaking Bad, they have like a flash future. Yep, and it shows uh someone basically they're doing stuff in this flash future, and I think uh, Vince Gilligan came out and said like they, we didn't know what we were doing in the future yet, we didn't know yep. how we're ending season five, we just wanted yep. to put that in as kind of like a restraint to kind of. Yeah, you know, put the story like you know, there's there's a way to put the story, but we don't know what we're doing with it. So yep, yeah. and Breaking Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul are two interesting series in that they do not 
plan very far ahead. They don't, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's a strong point. Like, I mean, you would think that'd be terrible. but Yeah, but it they works do it for so them. Well. Yeah, they, they're doing <laughs> it right. They're doing it right. And so yeah. this is a part where I, I question, though, like, did they plan it? I, I'm, I, I'm airing on the side of they introduced it, and then they went, yeah. okay, guys, we've introduced the possibility of, like, um, uh, Wendy's brother, Ben. Yep. They didn't even say Ben, but Wendy's brother... We'll keep that, you know, for later. And I mean, they were introduced it so long ago. We both forgot about this. Like, oh, absolutely. Later. I had no idea. I had no idea this was in here. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it, it is a, like a, a great nod to see, certainly. Yeah. So that was that was very cool. Um, and the amount of changes. The, uh, it's like, uh, sorry, just to say, it's, it wasn't that much of a throwaway either, because it changes the way she views. Um, Jonah's like incident, right, with the coyote. It changes it. Like now, now yeah. you know. She went from being the kind of softer parent in the situation to now she's really worried that he could become even a school shooter. So, yeah. Yeah, really absolutely. It. Yeah, and, and and we know what Ben is and what he's capable of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and when you think when you think about it from her perspective, knowing what what Ben is capable of, and seeing and projecting it possibly onto her own son, you can see why that would cause a shift in her. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, of course, the fact that Petty drops that he's gay to Russ and all of Russ's homophobia, we, we of course, know is hiding the fact that Russ is also gay and just trying to hide it. Now, I don't know if, and, and we, of course, know that Petty and Russ are going to have a relationship, Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if what Petty could have seen in that profile to lead him to believe this. Do you? So my my only gathering is it's something about him like maybe sexually assaulting another man. Oh, maybe okay. That that's that's something like that maybe while in prison, jail, or out you know in regular civilian life he's sexually that's 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 literally the only way I could see that happening or if maybe there's you know sometimes you hear in school especially as a young kid this might end up on your permanent record maybe maybe that does <laughs> exist and there's a little note yeah, there by his like a high school tenth uh, grade high school teacher of like you know uh, Russ was hitting on several boys in class. This is going on his permanent record because he did not stop during class time. And so maybe <laughs> that that as well, maybe it was on his permanent record. Yeah, oh, maybe. <laughs> no, I'm, yeah. Now, that, that's my only thought, though. Okay. But, I, I mean, uh, this is why I mentioned earlier that I it, see, it really seems like the only reason that he had, that the only important thing that he said in this conversation with Russ is the fact that he's gay and he wanted to make sure that he got that in there and planted that seed in Russ. Otherwise, no pun intended, by the way. Sorry. So he wanted to make, yeah, I know that was bad. Sorry. (laughs) But he wanted to make sure that he incepted that thought in Russ there. That's better. Okay. Uh, Because that is his plan. I I really believe that's his plan from the beginning. Oh, oh, definitely. It seems like it's his plan because I think the way he was about it later, like, I know. Yeah, I I 100% believe, yeah, that's his plan from the beginning, and something about his criminal record makes him think he can do it. I mean, maybe he thinks he can just tell based on his criminal record. I Listen, I have no clue. Just... Something Petty saw, he was confident, and he goes for it, and he eventually kind of does succeed, so I guess good for Petty. That creepy, creepy man. Now, I don't remember, is this half-built house, does this end up being the church that they're trying to build? I have no clue. Okay, because, I, I mean, eventually, 
we're going to get back to the to Mesa and the Reverend on the boat. Yeah, that was on the boat. Uh, and they want to build a church for him. Is this property that Wendy just bought the property that they used to build the church? I can't I remember. No clue, I, I forgot about this whole like her wanting to buy this property thing in the first okay. place. So I have no idea if this is what turns into the church. Okay. I'm pretty sure that it is, that this is the property that they're going to turn into the church. Uh, and then they're gonna, yeah. Um, but that because they've just introduced Jacob and Darlene, that is that gets in their way because they need him out on the boats passing the missiles around because that's where the heroin is. I know. Yeah. And it, so, so that's how Marty and Wendy kind of lock horns and cross paths with Jacob and Darlene. But yeah. I think this is the property. So I think this is going to become very important to the plot of the season. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that, we know that leads to a, a set of events that, I mean, they may have been better Culminates off not in, getting it. Culminates in Wyatt and Darlene. I mean, a wonderful yeah. relationship. Oh, boy. But they may have been better off not getting involved with uh, Darlene and Jacob. And but... also Mason in general. They also shouldn't get involved with oh, Mason. Oh, my God. <laughs> I forgot about too. that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So that, it, that that in general, yeah, that's just it, nothing but crap happens for them. Yeah, ex- that yeah, one. yeah. That so it turns out that was not a good move. But you know what? Actually, it's really interesting because I didn't realize how early on Wendy was acting independently in the money laundering business. <laughs> because I mean, that's kind of the crux of season three. Uh, and actually, the only reason why there is a season three is because Wendy wants to kind of start running things and, and doing things her way without well, Marty. Thing, well, the thing is, though, is once you tr- like, so I never considered even in the later seasons that she actually does any of the actual money laundering. She just kind of facilitates it, goes to the politicians, helps get acquisitions, like trying to get that casino up, for example, right? So she's just there yep. to facilitate. That Marty can actually do the actual laundering with the actual like bare bones work of it, but obviously you know she's helping so much with getting, like I said, laws you know or getting the permit for the casino, getting the casino, making sure you know the things they need to do in order to make it a business that can be used to launder money through. So, and, and like yeah, for example, in season three, right? Like Marty, Marty is the one bogged down with the actual money laundering. That new FBI agent, already. What's her name? Maya. Maya. Yeah, can't wait for Maya. She's cool, but yeah. That whole yeah, thing. Cool. Yep. Marty trying to flip Maya. Yep. <laughs> That's right. Um, so anyway, uh, Redneck Watch, we, he, this is like the the key uh, Redneck story. We've already had a couple of Redneck drops uh, in the first couple of episodes, but here's Jacob really laying out for us that they are not Rednecks. Here, they are not Redneck. They are not pro-Redneck even. No, they, uh, yeah, they have no love for rednecks. Yep, that's certainly true. So last episode, we didn't hear anything of rednecks, sadly. No, yeah. But three out of four, not bad. Not bad at all. We'll see. We'll see how this okay. culminates into Dell. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what? It's a higher ratio than Where's My Mind in season two of The Leftovers. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, and then the only other thing I would I I wanted to mention in the spoiler section was this last scene where Marty is teaching Jonah how to launder money because we know that Jonah is going to become his own money washer. Yes. He, he does become his own. Ah, yeah. Young, young Jonah going in the, 
I will say that when, like later, it's probably I think it's season three where he he really starts doing it. But he just starts yep. saying stuff. Where I'm like, come on, like this kid's so young. But it's also <laughs> kind of impressive, right? He's like, oh, I gotta get my money out of my investments and <laughs> just, he just says some stuff. But I'm like, huh? Yeah. I mean, come on, really? But listen, I'll, I, Jonah's I, a smart kid. He, listen, Jonah never seems sure. to be. He, he, maybe at worst, he's naive. That's just because yep. no one ever told him, or he's had no way to learn. Mm-hmm. But he does seem like a really bright kid. Seems that yeah. if you teach him something, he'll learn it and he'll run with it. So, yeah. How long? How long do you think this whole series is so far? I, that's what I always think about because I think Charlotte's probably like she looks like an adult actress. I don't know. It's hard to tell. She could be her age, but Jonah definitely looks young. Is the thing, right? Yeah. Jonah, like growing up, will affect his character more than Charlotte's. I mean, it already has. Like season three, Jonah is like <laughs> so, so much. <laughs> yeah, but I I don't think it's actually been this long that long because right now, like I think we're gonna see it in the next episode or two episodes maybe. Uh, the uh, Mason's wife, I don't remember her name, is pregnant. Right. Uh huh. So she's if she's pregnant right now and like just about to give birth too. Uh, and then we know that the baby is still a baby at the end of season three. Yeah. <laughs> like this whole thing is probably maybe a year, maybe. Yeah, I, I would go with that. We can see it as we keep going, but it's certainly um. Yeah. It's not that long. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm, he's definitely talking... going a lot for this possible year. Yeah. Exactly. So, so yeah. Anyway, it, it is. What it is. Right. I won't let that take away from it. Whatever. I mean, what what he's are you gonna grow do? Up, yeah, what are you gonna yeah. leave him like hormone pills to yeah. like stop him from growing? Oh my god! Oh, that'd be oh awful. as as Ruth said in the episode earlier, smoking stunts your growth. Oh yeah, yeah. There you go. Maybe, maybe <laughs> a bit of a shout out to what they're doing. There you go. Hey, actor that plays Jonah. Here is three packs of cigarettes. So we're gonna turn around. We're gonna go home. You stay here. All we're saying is, we'd like to see three empty packs. So we, you don't have to tell us how you empty them. The lighter's in the kitchen. Goodbye. <laughs> oh man <laughs> alright well that's all I have to say about the spoilers how about you that's, yeah yeah. you hit like the key points there of Ben and uh, I was thinking of and of Jonah okay cool um, alright well folks again thank you for listening uh, I'm not going to run through all the contacts and ratings and reviews and subscriptions and all that stuff Uh, but thank you for listening and we will see you next week for ruling days